0: Right, welcome to It's a Lock Podcast, season three, episode number twenty-five. I'm your host, Big Bet Brent, and with me, as always, is Mad Money Mike. How you doing, Mike?
1: Cue the peaceful gong and bell sounds, my man. Football season is over. There's no more rig joke league. There's no more joystick Johnny. My blood pressure has come down like 60 points. The doctors, they say it's a miracle. They they don't they can't believe my health is completely done to 180. I am doing great, my man.
0: Oh, well, I guess get all like your doctor visits and checkups and, you know, appointments all done in the next six months because uh, I can't wait. Clearly, clearly you can wait, uh, but I can't wait for next season to get started. And in fact, I do want to talk a little bit about NFL uh, right off the top. But I guess that's great to hear. (laughs) Funny, Mike, you look great. I mean, (laughs) did you drop like 10, 20 pounds? I mean, no more stress eating, huh?
1: that's right dude that's right man i I, and and by the way i appreciate you noticing (laughs)
0: Uh, all right well hey just because it's not nfl season doesn't mean there's not nfl news and with that man money mike we got to talk quarterbacks Derek carr i mean there's a car there's a used you know we talk about used car shopping all the time well there's a market for cars and it's Derek carr so um i hadn't yet heard about where he's gonna go clearly it seems like uh You know, the Jets have been uh, serenading. Also, uh, the Saints uh, seem to be in the mix. But I heard something about, you know, costing too much. Apparently, he wants top dollar. Man, Money Mike, Derek Carr, would you want him on your franchise? Or would you rather, uh, you know, keep looking, I guess?
1: Yeah, well, the interesting thing about his last name is it matches the industry that he should be working in. Put him in the used car lot, this guy's done. I wouldn't buy him for a nickel. I wouldn't (laughs) buy him for a wooden nickel. He's absolutely useless, dude. He is, uh, he is going to bring nothing but sadness to whatever organization he lands in. So, as Mad Money Mike always says, buyer beware.
0: <laughs> All right. Point taken. Pass is what I, I heard. I mean,
1: can, you, can uh, do you, yeah, I mean, do you have, <clears throat> do you have a, uh, do you have a response? You know, do you, yeah, I a, mean,
0: look, I feel like if you had like a sports team, that was without a quarterback, like I do with the saints, you might change your opinion. I'd take him. I would love to have Derek Carr on my franchise. Um, the saints are not very good at the quarterback level. And I feel like that would really help, but I, I don't disagree with what you're saying that like, he's, he's not, you know, I'm not over the moon about it. I mean, I just want something and uh, he could fill that spot. He could throw picks, but also he could throw some touchdowns. He's, uh, he's got a lot out there. He's got like over 200 touchdowns in his career. Um, so. What about let's talk about Aaron Rodgers? He came out of uh, his darkness retreat. I don't know if you've, I've retweeted some of uh, some of what that looks like. I'm assuming y'all have that all the time. Like that's how most people live up in Portland. Um, <laughs> he came out of his hobbit hole and uh, hadn't heard anything yet. But uh, I know the Jets are like standing standing by the phone. Uh, what are your thoughts on that?
1: I read an interesting piece about uh, the the negativity. And like the whole condescending attitude and just how much of a, a juxtaposition what he brings to an organization will be as it relates to what the Jets already have. Like the reason why the Jets had any amount of success was because of their their locker room chemistry. And, and the reason that they didn't have success obviously was because of weakness at the quarterback position. But the idea that you can just put in any quarterback and it will somehow make them stronger is actually not the case. Because if you look at Aaron Rodgers situation, the the way that he treats young people, all of his attitude problems, that whole condescending, uh, calling guys out thing, no matter how much better of a quarterback he is, all of that outweighs it. And he will only be a negative, not a positive to the Jets. And I agree with that.
0: So I think I, I I agree with that, too, and, and it's a, a real interesting take. I'm glad you uh, brought it to the table here. And that just tells me that, like, that's how you know it's going to happen. Like, totally the Jets are going to do that. Just, like, totally, like, not seeing the whole picture.
1: J-E-T-S, baby.
0: <laughs> and uh, it'll be something new to talk about. I'm just so sick of talking about Aaron Rodgers. I mean, I thought last year we put it to bed when, uh you know, he finally signed that long-term extension with the Packers, but nope. Apparently, contracts don't mean anything, so uh, we're stuck here. But that's all the air time we're going to give him. many, Mike, Lamar Jackson um, over there on the Ravens, still uh, you know, TBD, I guess. Would you franchise tag him, or would you pay him fully guaranteed money, or where are you at with Lamar?
1: I would ask him if he's uh, interested in being a wide receiver because his days of being an effective quarterback are done. just wow. Yeah, I mean, unless you want to – you know what, actually? If they did – well, so to answer your question, absolutely not. No can't franchise tag him um but if you are looking to you know do some sort of a i don't know how it would work but i feel like he would thrive in like the xfl or the canadian (laughs) league or something that fashion but as far as he'll thrive uh, in
0: the nfl in the nfl man like uh, suitors are lining up i mean he's worth multiple first round picks so you think the Ravens should should deal him
1: Oh, uh, he's, he's, he's got to go, and I feel bad for whatever team picks him up because they'll they'll leverage their future on him. He'll underperform. He'll underperform worse the year after, and then when they have to cut ties with him, they're going to really be at square zero because they will have given away all their future picks, and now they're going to need another quarterback anyway. Bad news I ahead. don't
0: have it off the top of my head, but I don't think Lamar, eh, he did miss eight games a couple years ago. He missed some games this year as well. Two, all right, words, hey, two
1: words. Two words. Two words. Two words: passing accuracy. It took a drop this year. You're right. He doesn't have it anymore. It's gone, and you can't you can't just have him. You know, run. He, he's gotten. He's been running. There's too many uh, too many miles on those tires. He's been running for too long. You can't ask him to keep doing it. So at this point in his career, you have to lean on the passing accuracy, which is tanked. And for that reason, I'm out. It's interesting like your negativity is
0: still here, but at least you haven't like popped the lid off, so like for that, like my eardrums, thank you um I mean, they're all valid takes, they're just all negative takes, I guess but it's just an observation, so I guess let's move to to Danny dimes um would you pay him forty five million dollars a year that's uh, apparently his asking price for the uh, giants
1: why doesn't he just ask for uh why doesn't he ask for a unicorn in a hover tank, you know? That's what I would ask for, as long as I was asking for like, like you know, silly fantasy BS. Well, forty-five million years—one of the dude. This is why top um, tier, top tier money. I'm I'm so glad that I'm I'm done with the NFL for forever and ever. And by forever and ever, I mean like six months. But it's just so ridiculous. No, of course I would never pay him that. But in reality, will he get that? Yeah, probably. But guess what? He won't be worth it. He'll fail. Saquon Barkley. As long as we're, I mean, I'm sure we're about to talk about him, anyways. So might yep. as well just kind of wrap them together because he's only, he is only as good as his supporting cast. And like, and we what we know now is that you can't count on a supporting cast in the NFL anymore. These guys get injured too often, so you know the quarterback position has to stand out. What What are the quarterbacks that we saw in the Super Bowl? You remember their names?
0: Mahomes and Hertz.
1: Exactly. And what do those two guys have the ability to do? Completely stand out and carry a team completely on their own. Every single one of these DBs that we've talked about, and believe me, I don't mean defensive backs. All of these DBs we've talked about so far have zero ability to stand out on their own. They are zeros. They all have to have a supporting cast, and you can no longer count on a supporting cast in the Rig Joke League, and therefore they're all failures. Daniel Jones is the next one. Line them up. You keep lining them up, I'll keep knocking them down.
0: uh all right interesting i completely agree with you on daniel jones i don't think he's worth that much i think if anything it's kind of like a like a like a you know bite the hand that feeds you like he stunk for the first two three years under joe judge and finally has one good year and then all of a sudden like tries to use that as leverage i would almost say like the leverage you know the shoes on the other foot uh he has no leverage because of those first two years i i definitely wouldn't pay him and, and hope that uh I mean, I guess I don't really care about the Giants, so they can do whatever they want. But if I they don't had want any, them on the Saints.
1: If they had any smarts whatsoever, they would get a boatload of draft picks um, by taking, you know, a loser like Derek Carr or something. Get, you know, just get the get the clicks, you know, the clickbait of having Derek Carr. Get some butts in seats. You know, drum up a little bit of uh, empty enthusiasm with a pick like Derek Carr. Get a bunch of draft picks, and then you know, work on rebuilding a couple of years from now because, because Daniel Jones is never going to have more worth than he does right now in terms of trade value. That's
0: a good point. That is a good point. You know, buy low, sell high, um, words to live by, not just in football, but in stock market there too. So I remember my last quarterback, Justin Fields. I heard he is on potentially the trade block for the bears. So I'm curious, would you keep him or trade him? You know, they do have the first overall pick. So, uh, Take Fields or Bryce Young?
1: Yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> you know, I don't know the ins and outs of what the Bears have to pay him. I don't know what they're on the hook for. You know, is he like in some sort of a rookie contract? Still in rookie
0: contract yeah.
1: So why would you trade him? You know, you're never, you know, you're, you're never going to get better value on a player that has the potential to do big things. You know, when you get when you picks,
0: have... you get picks and you get Bryce Young who like resets the rookie contract. That, that's the pros for trading.
1: Yeah, but what I'm saying is, I would only... Okay, because you can't trade him once his contract's up. Duh, okay, yeah. Well, yeah, that's... Man, that's a good question. That's tough. I I really feel like Justin Fields has the potential to be special. I think that what we saw out of him uh, this year is a little bit like the opposite of what I've been talking about with these other dudes in that, you know, he, he... you know, he can stand out on his own in theory. Now we still need to see more, but that he didn't have the supporting cast. And if you took him and just put in some, you know, some other pieces that you get this unique combination of, okay, even though you can't quote unquote count on, you know, the supporting cast because, you know, guys get injured, blah, 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 whatever. We, you know, you still did that anyways, but we also have the potential on a Mahomes-Hertz style guy who who can carry a team i mean we saw some explosiveness out of him that uh that led us to believe that that's a possibility so you kind of have a combination of okay let's get some more pieces around him, let's lean into the fact that he might be able to carry the team and the bears might be able to do something special that's just the way i see it but what do i know oh yeah
0: i'm right there with you i'm not dealing justin fields after after the flashes of brilliance that i've seen if anything like I'm signing one-year deals to offensive coordinators like hey who can like unlock this brilliance um also I've got concerns about you know like one in the hand is worth two in the bush everybody's like hey you know give me uh you know Bryce Young I, I want the I want the newest you know newest latest and greatest but he's only six foot tall and height is just one statistic one metric right but it's really hard for short quarterbacks to do well. Meanwhile, Justin Fields, I mean, he, he's been, he's been likened to like Cam Newton. He's, he's got all the, uh, you know, all the attributes and we've seen him play in the NFL. And so, um, I'm definitely not dealing with him. I hope he comes to the saints. If, if that doesn't end up happening, I have heard that they're leaning towards uh, keeping him and shopping that first overall pick, but, um, but yeah. And, and I think that's the right thing to do. Okay. All right. I do want to run down some, uh, some changes. We'll just breeze right through them. Um, you know the Eagles Super Bowl uh, runner-ups. They lost both their coordinators uh, to the Cards and the Colts, so we we'll have to keep an eye on that.
1: Um, Cue the toilet the Chief- flush.
0: Oh, you think you taking the under next year?
1: Oh, they're done. Hang it on, hang on, up. <laughs> hang it up. Hang it up.
0: <laughs> uh. All right. The Chiefs lost their offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy to the co- the Commanders. Um, also as offensive coordinator, which I I found that as a strange move. You know, like why would you leave the Chiefs? Like the the funnest you know, most powerful offensive uh, you know, powerhouse in the league and, and go to the commanders to be the offensive coordinator and not even the head coach. So I found that interesting. Money,
1: money, 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 okay. money. I think they threw a bunch of money at him. Yeah. And uh, you know, dudes dudes have to make decisions, you know, based on money. You're trying to, you know, generate, you know, generational wealth for your family and your kids and your kids' kids, et cetera, et cetera. So you can't knock them for it. But uh unfortunately that's gonna be another cue the toilet flush on his on his future man he is he's gonna have a tough time with the commanders and it's gonna set him back on his i mean you know most people think that he should be a head coach but uh but the the failures that he's gonna have with the commanders i think is gonna set him back in that effort hopefully not but i think it will
0: yeah yep the chargers got new offensive and defensive coordinators but brandon staley still the head coach sean payton is now the broncos head coach i saw their super bowl odds i saw like two different stories i saw like their odds didn't change at all. Still plus four thousand. Then I saw like their odds jumped to plus twenty eight hundred. Um, the Saints did get compensation because he was still under contract. They got a first and a second round pick. Had to give up a third round pick. So, um, you know, kudos to the Broncos. I, I think that's a great hire. You know, Sean Payton, former uh, Saints head coach. You know, clearly have an affinity there. Um, I also think he's a good coach. Just you know, objectively. Um, the Niners. They got the. They gave up their uh, defensive coordinator D'Amico Ryan's to the Texans as their new head coach. um Money Mike, Tom Brady just retired again. Do you believe him? Th- well, this is old news. He retired uh, second time. Do you believe him this time? You know, he did the whole thing from the from the sand and the beaches, and his sand sold for like a hundred grand.
1: Uh, no, no, I do not believe him again. He will. Uh, he'll come back. He'll be. Uh, he'll be some turd for. Some third team, and he'll make a an insane amount of money to do it, and uh you know that'll be that.
0: Wow, bold prediction, man. Money Mike says we have still not yet seen the last of Tom. I'm gonna make it
1: bolder. I'm gonna make it bolder. You ready? It will not be for the start of a season. We will see Brady next season, but it will not be at the start of a season.
0: Wow, it's like massive injury. He gets the call, swoops in, Super Bowl win. Can I get that?
1: Oh, uh, no, absolutely not. It won't even be close. Uh, and you know what? You know, what's interesting is that we just got through talking about the team that it'll be for.
0: Oh, you think he's going to the Jets? Negative. All right. Who you got?
1: He's going to the Broncos.
0: Oh, wow.
1: Interesting. Yep. Russell yep, Wilson can cook. Yeah, you got, yep, you got powerhouse. Brady. Yeah, you got powerhouse Sean Payton there now to be in the head coach. You've got, uh, you know, Elway and, uh, and management and all that good stuff. They give uh, they give Turd Wilson a few goes at it. He continues to turd it up. So then they go to Turd Brady, and they continue to turd it out.
0: I personally believe him. I do think he is retired, but that's an interesting, uh, interesting view. I, it, it'd be exciting. I hope you're right. I personally think that uh, you know, he he finally got exposed. It was his first losing season, and uh, he just couldn't take it. Um, so he called and it. You, a really really you really think
1: he's you really think he's going to retire that way? You really think? <laughs> that he's going to go out on a turd. You think the, 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 there's just no way, man, the ego, the, the narcissism and the ego of these guys, of a guy like Brady, who's, you know, dude, think about what kind of mental, you know, what is it, you know, the fact that he went to the age of 45, what does that tell you about him and his personality? And now he's just going to limp off after a crap season. No way, dude, he's going to be begging for redemption. Maybe we'll take it to the track. Well, he did a little 50, you want a little fifty bones on the tracker, on whether or not we see Brady next year at any point in the season?
0: I'm not giving much odds. I, I we'll talk about it. Um, I will say though, he did have 70 straight regular season games, 74 straight regular season games as a favorite. So uh, that's uh, that's pretty impressive. Um, staying on, uh, you know, quarterback news. Tua Tagovailoa has uh, finally cleared concussion protocol. What? So uh, <laughs> interesting. Wow. And, uh, and the combine is this week, where they also discuss rule changes. I heard one that is being uh, talked about is making roughing the passer calls reviewable. Mad Money Mike, I'm going to ask for yours next, but I want to give you what I think they should do uh, with regards to like what rule change would you suggest or implement. And I'm saying, give me a complete overhaul. Let's make this like the NBA, but even better. You can In the NBA, they can review any foul. I say we need to do that in the NFL plus more. You need to be able to review any play, even if it's a no call. You should be able to review it. We just need to get better at doing it quickly and not affecting the game flow. We also need to bring in technology. We talked about how soccer's got you know the balls with the uh, you know the chips in them, so they can tell if it's in or out. Um, tennis balls, you know, it's all automatic if the ball's in or out. We need to make delay of games automatic. We need to know if they stepped out automatic. Nothing to talk about. Nothing to look at. Was he down or not? Boom. Should be automatic. Like There's so much streamlining opportunity that by allowing coaches to challenge anything, it should not be a detriment to the game flow they are already doing in the NBA, although there is some game flow uh, impacts. But I really think we need to overhaul the system. So, Mad Money Mike, what do you think of my idea? Do you have any ideas for uh, rule changes that you would
1: propose at the Conline? Well, obviously, I love your idea about bringing in technology, but like, you know, again, I'd like a hover tank and uh, I want to ride a unicorn to work. You know what I mean? This is like these, like, these dinosaurs are just not going to do it. They're the, it's just, I don't know what's happening. I don't know why they won't, but they just won't because they could have done this forever ago. But yeah, I mean, I I think like a technology, uh, you know, game flow, game speed, you know, just making things automatic, having like first down markers, blah, 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 things click, 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 bam, 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 microchips in the ball, the whole nine yards. Nothing could be a better idea to me, but we know it's not going to happen. Roughing the passer being reviewable would be huge. They've got to do that. Um, And then just for fun, I'll throw out one more that I think would be awesome is that there are no more holding calls. Like you don't, the holding doesn't get called, but what happens is, the the person who holds gets fined, like, like a, a huge amount, like five percent of whatever they make for the year every time they hold. Wow. What do you think of that? What do you think of that? Tell me what How would about stop, that and the penalty. No, because the the point that I'm making is like the penalties ruin the effing game. I'm, oh. Okay, and also, I'm telling you something right now that has to happen. I'm actually going to go out. I'm just going to tell you right now, if this rule change doesn't happen, I I will not watch the NFL next year. I won't watch a single game. I quit the pod. They have to eliminate a legal man downfield. Dude, are you somehow telling me that it has ever once mattered that some fat behemoth lineman happens to trot his fat little you know, bleep down the field three extra yards who gives dude i wish this was not a family friendly pod That's a because good one. i, I want to drop i want to drop so many f bombs and s bombs i want to drop all the bombs right now on how stupid this penalty is so i'm telling you right now nfl if you want one more listener you have to eliminate illegal man downfield because otherwise i will not participate so illegal man How's downfield a has to go but also just the stupidity of what happens after a holding call Okay, yeah. so like the, there was this holding call, and now, like, ooh, brute whistle, like, now move back 10 yards, whole offensive drive is over because of this one stupid little holding call. And how many times would the holding call have actually affected anything? Was that guy really going to get to the quarterback? I'm not saying never, sometimes, but, <clears throat> but just on a percentage thing. So anyways, what would change, what would really stop these guys from holding more so than losing 5% of your annual paycheck yeah. every time you do it? Guarantee you they stop holding.
0: That's a good one. And then even coaches coaches wouldn't even care at a point because, like, you didn't cost the game. You're like, hey, uh, but you couldn't let, like, coaches like reimburse, you know?
1: No, but there would have to be a about that. Yeah. I yeah.
0: like that. Yeah. That's a good yeah. one, man, Money Mike. Yeah. I know that uh, we got a lot of loyal listeners, including, you know, front office execs. So um, should, <laughs> feel free to reach out to us. Uh, it's lockpodcast at gmail.com um, so we can help, you know, refine the, the rule, you know, get the print right, get the wording right. But okay, man, Money Mike, let's talk golf. PGA Tour. I do hey, want to briefly start. I know it. You know. I wish I had like a, a soundbite for like you know birds chirping and putts hitting the bottom of the cup. Um, but in the Genesis Open, it was a couple weekends ago. But bear with me because it was Tiger Woods' his first tournament back of the year. He ended up making the cut, which was like he was like plus one sixty to make the cut. So like I know the books took it in the shorts on that. Um, at one point he like out drove Justin Thomas and like handed him a tampon. Uh, He like later apologized, but I thought that was pretty funny. I retweeted that one. Um, Yeah, he played great. Uh, He almost missed the cut. He like bogeyed three out of his last four, almost missed the cut. But then like other players faltered as well. So he ended up making the cut.
1: Bring, 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 bring. (laughs) Hello. All right. Hey, listen, this is the PGA. Dude, our ratings are suffering bad. I want you to get out there. I want you to tell every single golfer on the rest of the course. They just, they better make at least three bogeys coming in so that we can move that cut line so that Tiger Woods can make the cut. We got to get these ratings up. If it doesn't happen, it's your ass. Click. Okay. All right. Hey guys, listen up. I just got the call. All right. The RPGA, dude, the rig PGA strikes again. What a joke, dude. What a Are joke. Okay? I mean, it, it worked. It worked. We were all happy. We all, we all tuned in on the weekend to see what it's going to do. So congrats. It worked, but it makes it a joke.
0: Okay. I thought we we're gonna get a six months reprieve from a rigged joke insert league here, but I guess <laughs> not. But I will say that it definitely did work for me. Like this past weekend was a Hyundai Classic. There were so many no names, like I could barely even watch it. In fact I turned it off. But you got Tiger in there. Oh yeah. You got eyeballs on the screens, you got butts in the seats. I love it. Um I think you ended up taking some money from me because he did not have a top twenty finish. So props to you. Um so I I, know, I'm baby. guessing I'm guessing you're thinking that uh like Tiger Woods, he won't win another PGA Tour event. It doesn't have to be a major. You don't see him winning a PGA Tour event.
1: Tiger Woods won't win a local raffle. I mean, this guy will <laughs> never win anything again for the rest of his life. So, no, of course he's not going to win a PGA Tour event.
0: I should have known the answer to that, given the, uh, given the responses <laughs> to everything else so far. But I choose to take the, you know, the uh, the optimistic outlook. I mean, this this was a lot of promising stuff. He was in it, you know. For- into Sunday, and we all know that like sunday is where Tiger thrives, you know, like I the Tiger. Well, you're you're not. I
1: didn't know that we were. I didn't know that we were betting on participation trophies. I'm not saying that he won't be up there a couple <laughs> times. You said he win. No, like, I'm that, saying
0: that like the fact that he has been there, like we know he can finish. Like that's why he wants so many tournaments. So, like he's he's already there. Like we know he can do it. So I, I just think that you know he can.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know. Like that's like saying that like. Just because he's been there in the past doesn't mean that he'll ever be there again, dude. Old, uh, old yeah. Slim Jim Lake uh, just isn't going to have what it takes. But I will say this though: the Masters is a notably short course, and it lends itself to the old guys who have the you know the wisdom and the 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 you know the course knowledge, blah blah blah, yeah. all that kind of stuff. So, if there's ever going to be a tournament. It's going to come around once a year, every April, for the next I don't know six years or however much longer he can like stand on that leg he will give it a run and i would take tiger woods i would take him both top 20 and top 10 in the masters for some sprinkles but unfortunately he's not going to pull out the w
0: nice all right i'll take that i'll take that well the genesis open john Rahm ended up taking home the hardware and the 3.6 million dollar first place prize he won over max homa by two strokes and interestingly enough i think it was day one or day two he hit a huge slice on uh, a par five second shot. Slice it so bad, it hit off a grandstand and knocked to within four feet. So he tapped it in for eagle. Would have been like a par at best had it not like hit the grandstand and gone that way. So two strokes right there. Um, ends up winning by two strokes over Max Homa. So must be nice. Um, one other kind of interesting note, uh, Xander Shoffley, hold out from uh, from uh, like 160 yards for eagle on 17 on Friday to make the cut exactly. So uh, a little bit of luck in golf, man. Money, Mike. You ever had? Do uh, you ever have good luck out on the golf course? I seem to only ever get bad luck.
1: I've never once had good luck. I actually thought it was a myth, but apparently, according to John Rom, it, it actually is in fact something that exists. But no, <clears throat> no, I've never seen it. That's pretty wild, I man. Max Homo really played his heart out, dude. I was uh, I had an opportunity to watch a good bit of that, and uh, it was a little bit sad. see uh, Max Homa lose man. I I just think he's a good guy he's a real man of the people type of guy you know guy who like flies coach you know and uh and that kind of stuff and I've always thought that well you know how uh I think I've talked about it on the pod John Rom cost me $30,000 and that is no joke that is not an exaggeration John Rom cost me $30,000 I'll never forgive him for it so of course I'll root against him always forever and always so that made it even more bitter that he ended up pulling off the wind but uh but as far as golf excitement goes, it was uh it was really a good one to watch. And it was pretty, you know, even more so exciting given the purse. This was the first tournament of the year that was part of the PGA's effort to drum up extra excitement and kind of compete with live with uh, the increased payouts. That's why yeah. the purses were so high. And so yeah. uh so that part of it was exciting. So, you know, Homa, you know, shed some tears in the uh in the, the post-match uh press room, but I guarantee he wasn't shedding any tears when he looked at his bank account. $2.1 million for second place. Yeah. So uh, tip Good of the cap uh, to Max Homa for sure.
0: Good for him. And also, I don't want to lose track of Max Homa. I want to uh, spin it forward. A couple weeks from now, the Players' Championship, a.k.a. the fifth major at TPC Sawgrass, March 9th to March 12th. Coming up, Mad Money Mike, I'm going to give you my pick right now. Max Homa. Is 28 to one. We just finished talking about how he got second there at the Genesis Open. He's been playing great golf for the last six months. He uh, he won the Farmers uh, a couple months ago. He got a couple thirds. He won uh, back in September at the Fortinet Championship. He's been playing great golf and he can also play great golf at uh, TBC Sawgrass. He got 13th last season, and that's like one of the biggest, I guess, differentiators between him and like John Rahm. Um, and other like top players right now is they just don't have good results at T B C Sawgrass. So, um, he finished 13th last year. He clearly knows his way around that course and around, uh, he, he's playing great. Uh, like I mentioned all around uh, together, um, in general, but, uh, so I, I do like, uh, Max Homa. I don't know if you've got to pick my money, Mike, but while you're thinking about that, I do want to say, dear loyal listeners, make sure you are shopping around, particularly when it comes to golf lines, because you can get some huge differences. Like on one site, uh, Homa was 20 to one. On another side, he was twenty-eight to one. So I mean, that's that's substantial. So when you can get big swings like that, you always want to check all your outs. Memory Mike, I know you can't do that up in uh, up in Portland, where you, you're stuck with the uh, calf drinks, but um, it is important to uh, to have outs and, uh, and to look at them. But uh, Memory Mike, any any thoughts on the Players Championship? Uh, who stands out to you? Who you like?
1: Well, um, first and foremost, uh, good advice. Make sure you shop around for those lines. As far as me in golf betting i am big on live betting golf i think that you can really get a feel for for who's playing well somewhere around midday on saturday is a good time that i like to pounce now obviously you're not going to get those big lines so i do some small sprinkles some small sprinkles pre-match on the big lines you know you can get max at 28 to 1 or whatever but small sprinkles and then uh and then i'll pounce hard on saturday and uh, obviously that's uh Completely theoretical, because if you have uh, self-excluded from the only betting site in the entire state, you won't be pouncing at all. So, um, in another life, <laughs> I'll be pouncing hard uh, mid-round Saturday. And and uh, don't worry for uh, for any of my good friends who are in uh for who are in chats uh, with me. I will uh, I will not withhold my opinion about the bets that I can't make and the bets that you did make. So go ahead and look forward to that.
0: Well, but, also uh, we could, we could tweet them out. We could do some live tweets. You That's know, at true. it's a lot podcast, who you're liking, maybe give us more listeners and loyal followers. You know, the opportunity That's to make some cheddar that you can't.
1: That's a good point, and I can always bet fantasy dollars, even though I'm down nineteen thousand fantasy dollars <laughs> thanks to uh, Tiger Woods making the cut. But I think I, I think I can scrounge up some more. But all right, so all that aside, <laughs> I really do like Max Homa. I think that he has been playing well, and I think that it's important to look at how they finished in this tournament in the past. So the combination of him playing fairly well in this tournament with how well he's been playing i like him a lot and uh and certainly i can support him as a pick you know you've got a couple other guys who've been playing well i you know i think golf it feels like golf is a we're, we're we're experiencing a real um a moment of like the top guys you know i kind of felt like there were times over the last two years where it was like a you never knew who was going to be like winning at any given moment. It was like no names week in and week out, even for the big tournaments. There was like so many no names, but it really feels like the big names are playing well now. You know, I think Spieth might have some wins this year. Obviously, John Rahm is playing out of his mind. So I think sprinkling around on on some of the big names, you can't go wrong.
0: Yeah, Rahm is the leader right now, like plus 800 or favorite, I guess. But I checked his results. He has never done good at TBC Sawgrass. So. Um, hey, I, you're right. I mean, there's a first time for everything. He has been, uh, you know, lightning hot this year. Um, I guess a couple notes on the course. It's it's known for being like fair and not favoring any play type. There's just as many draws as fades. Um, requires length, also precision, depending on the hole. Might be some windy conditions in March. Um, there's been only five repeat champions, including Tiger, who's won this I think five times, uh, which is crazy. Um, course is 7,250 yards, so not overly long, but uh, not short um for the for the average uh, human that's a massive course but uh for these long bombers it's nothing crazy and of course they've got that signature island 17 green so all right let's mo- let's move a little bit to uh to nba coming out of the all-star break Mammy mike i don't know if you had a chance to watch the game but there was there was so little defense like it less defense than like the warm-up line in uh the layup warm-up line and warm-ups it's, 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 there's no defense the over was 325 it was blown out. 184 to 175. like was like 360 points. Jason Tatum was plus 900 for MVP. He got it. He scored a record 55 points. Remember, Mike, you see the game? What do you think?
1: Um, me, like the rest of America, did not see the game. But uh, I enjoyed laughing at uh, the news about it being the lowest rated all-star game of all time. I mean, and do you want to know why it's the lowest rated all-star game of all time? is because of crap like this. Like nobody, nobody cares about this. I mean, tell me, tell me something. How many times have you rushed to the stadium early so that you could watch (laughs) warm-ups? like nobody cares about warm-ups. This is just a bunch of millionaires and billionaires doing warm-ups. Why would anyone ever care about that? We want to see guys put their life on the line for a win. We want to see them toe the line of, like, health and death. Give it everything they've got just for one sweaty, gritty, blood-soaked win. Like, come on, man. Take us back to, like, our animal instincts. We want to be, you know, we want to be in the Coliseum just, like, chanting, like, kill, kill, kill. You know, like, we (laughs) want to be animals for this stuff. Not like, oh, cool. Like, you know, they scored a billion points and there wasn't one thing of defense played, but they, like, they laughed and slapped five afterwards and no one got hurt like nobody cares nobody yeah. cares nobody cares and I happen to be a nobody so I don't care
0: <laughs> no that's a good point I uh I only watched a little bit of it not too much I saw uh, I mean Giannis is hurt he still played the opening tip and just like scored the first bucket and then went out so um, just another example of no defense and, and I completely agree with everything you said um i know we hadn't really talked nba since the trade deadline but there was a lot of moves the nets got blown up uh Kyrie went to the mavs joined luka Doncic. uh kevin durant went to the suns joining uh devin booker chris paul and deandre aden so the nets uh made the news for a little while and now they're back to being uh nobodies uh second fiddle there in new york uh on the uh lakers they made some trades uh russell westbrook went to the jazz and then he went to the clippers so he's uh Back in Los Angeles, just with a different jersey now, um, joins Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. So good game to the Clippers. Um, Russell Westbrook is right there besides uh, all those quarterbacks at the used car lot uh, you talked about earlier. Um, LeBron broke the scoring record. He passed up Kareem versus the Oklahoma City Thunder a couple weeks ago, but they still lost. They were like huge favorites in that game. So, of course, I bet on him Gave him the kiss of death. They did stop the game for the ceremony, like middle of the game. Um, I found that interesting. And then more recently, over the weekend, Mad Money Mike, your Blazers and uh, Damian Lillard beat the Rockets and Dame dropped seventy-one.
1: Hey, points. yo, that's a lot of points, dude.
0: Yeah, and uh, also over the weekend, the Lakers came back from down twenty-seven to beat the Mavericks. They're uh, currently twelfth in the West, so they got to make it up to tenth to make that play-in. So, Man Money Mike, I want to ask you: Do you think the Lakers, with you know that you know revived with the trade, got rid of uh, Westbrook? Do you think that this is uh, like, you know, they're uh, you know crossing the Rubicon, that they're, you know, like a Phoenix rising from the ashes and they're going to be a force? Or do you think this is uh, a dead cat bounce and the uh, Lakers won't even uh, make it in?
1: Well, I think there's a middle ground. I think that they will, in fact, make the playoffs and I think that they will have a minimal amount of success in the playoffs. And by that mean maybe make it through the play in game kind of thing but uh, I don't think they'll go deep in the playoffs, but I do think that they made excellent trades. LeBron James, no matter what you think about him or his politics or his stupid opinions or whatever, he continues to impress, man. He is an ageless wonder on the basketball court, and I think with the trades they made and the, the determination in that team, they will definitely make the playoffs. But I just think in this day and age, in this league, it doesn't seem to me that they'll go far, but they are the type of team that could prove you wrong. So uh, I like what they did. I like Lakers management, and I like them to definitely make the playoffs.
0: Nice. Yeah, kind of on the flip side of that twenty-seven point comeback over the Mavericks. Ever since the Kyrie trade, the Mavs are uh, one win and three losses. So you know, still go, got some learning, uh, some learning and growing to do together, uh, Luca and Kyrie. And I'm sure they'll be fine. Or maybe they won't be fine. Maybe Kyrie will blow up another franchise. But uh, hey, I find that interesting.
1: <laughs> hey,
0: well. All right. We're going to just briefly talk about college basketball. March Madness is right around the corner. Conference tournaments are starting around March 8th, so a little bit over a week from now. Uh, Selection Sunday is March 12th. They did the top 16 reveal um, recently. I forget if it was this past Saturday or Saturday before. But There were five teams from the Big 12, which only has 10 teams. So half of the Big 12 is in the top 16, which is just madness. Um, Ohio State, uh, kind of switching gears a little bit, Ohio State is 2-14 in the last 16 games going back to January 1st, but they did have a nice win over Illinois on uh, Sunday. So yesterday, 72 to 60. Um, I don't know if you've seen this whole thing about uh, Alabama's Brandon Miller, but there's a lot of controversy. He like delivered a murder weapon to the scene of the crime and has not been like apprehended or like charged or anything. And he's still playing. He's a starter on Alabama's basketball team and his, intro when he's introduced is like doing a pat down. So like completely like mocking this, you know, the seriousness of the situation. So, um, not wise, but you know, Alabama, I really don't expect much from them. So I thought that was disgusting and worthy of news. And also I want to share for our little listeners next pod, we'll be having Mac daddy bets, a guru, a college basketball, a genius come onto this pod and really give us the rundown. So myself and Mad Money Mike don't have to make a bunch of stuff up.
1: Oh dude, thank God! I' no idea how exhausting it is to pretend like I know anything about sports <laughs>
0: uh,
1: all right dude, yeah that's uh that's super exciting for the pod man really uh really appreciate uh mac daddy bets coming on we're all gonna be looking forward to that that's uh that's exciting stuff man. yeah, college basketball we are we are i don't know if you've uh been paying attention to the old uh calendar and how just how far around the sun we are, dude, but it is february twenty seventh we are just like. 48 hours away from being in what is commonly referred to as the month of March. And when it comes to the month of March in college basketball, well, uh, turn up your volumes. Cause it's going to get exciting real fast, man. Uh, you know, we're, we're only kind of just mentioning it, but, uh, you know, next week, Mac daddy bets is going to really, uh, put the gasoline on the college basketball fire. And from there it's going to be nothing but fireworks, my man. I can't wait.
0: Yeah. I have not like had, extreme levels of like stress i haven't yelled loudly at a television i haven't lost massive sums of money in what's that like you know since the super bowl it's like two three four weeks ago and i missed it so much um <laughs> uh, so i can't wait for march madness memory mike i did want to just briefly talk uh, two other sports the daytona 500 was uh, a couple weeks ago i had a chance to watch that and it was after the Genesis opened and finished. And it's like, okay, there's like 10 laps left. All right, that's not bad. You know, just catch the finish. Like, how bad could it be? And uh, it was that bad. Did you know it could be overtime in a race?
1: i got to be honest with you. I actually did not know that. I don't even understand how that's possible. Me Why? neither. I well, have no idea. Because there were so many cautions during the race? Yeah. Kind of, yeah.
0: Yeah, because there were so many cautions. There was overtime. And there were cautions in the overtime. And because of that, apparently, the race just ended. Like... When's the last time you've seen a race end where it, like, didn't end at the finish line? Like, I thought that was the entire point of the race. It was like, like who can cross this? Who can cross this line here? That's, like, the whole thing, right? Like, that's the whole point of the race. It's like a basketball game not being decided by who scores more points. Like, oh, something happened. We'll do something else. Um, But anyway, and it's also not 500 laps, like the Daytona 500 i guess it has to do with miles or something. Miles. yeah okay yeah. but it's only like 200 and some odd laps which depends on the overtime and all the uh, cautions and stuff but i will say so that, too many <laughs> it's just, so just have do these, one lap
1: make the track <laughs> make the track wider so that all the cars can fit side to side and then you just fire off a gun they go around one time whoever makes it wins like why would that be so hard
0: Oh, man. Well, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. got the win. He was 30 to 1 odds. It was pretty intense, like 200 miles an hour, literally yeah, bumper fast. to bumper. Cool. Like, that's intense. But there's so many caution flags. It was essentially unwatchable. The only other funny thing I thought was that I saw was Kyle Bush got a penalty for speeding. Like, isn't that I, the whole point? Like, I left, I left watch, I finished wait, watching the Daytona 500. I was just so confused. That,
1: that had to have been inside the pit area or something. There's no way that that was out on the track.
0: I don't know, Mike. I really don't know.
1: You know, there's like a pit area where they like come in to like uh, change their tires and all that kind of stuff. That's the only thing I can imagine. I got to look more into that. That's one of the weirdest things I've ever heard.
0: All right. loyal listeners, any Daytona 500 fans, racing fans out there, shoot us an email, shoot us a tweet. It's like podcast. Dude, you've been, uh,
1: you been checking the spam filter on this email? Like what the hell's going on out there? Crickets. I know come they're on, out man. there. I know Send us some there. emails. Somebody out there has to know about the Daytona 500. Please educate us. <laughs> it's lockpodcast uh, at gmail.com.
0: All right. And lastly, the XFL is going on. I haven't been watching it, but I did see they have three-point conversions. So, uh, NFL, you better you better watch out because they're keeping it exciting without having a script.
1: Now, the future home of Lamar Jackson is cranking up the excitement with three-point <laughs> conversions. <laughs> Uh, all right. <laughs> <Mamie Mike Leslie. laughs> Move over, Johnny Manziel.
0: He's not even in the XFL anymore.
1: Oh, what a loser, dude. <laughs> Just in time for the three point conversions. Man, talk about two ships passing.
0: <laughs> all right. I want to retweet. Uh, if you're not following us on Twitter at its podcast, you're missing out. Mammon Money Mike, Mark Wahlberg's home, $55 million, has a five hole golf course on it. It's massive. I sent pictures. Like you hit over your own house like a par three over the guest house um i don't know how many subscribers or like listeners we are from 55 million dollars but i can taste it already
1: yeah and how many um how much do you think your annual uh window replacement expense is going to be i've seen you try to hit a (laughs) profile on a par three (laughs) ouch oh
0: man i wish i had a comeback for that but i don't um did i hit something (laughs)
1: <laughs> dude, I've I've played golf with you. For all of our loyal listeners that haven't played, that is a uh that's a mad money mike joke right there. We got a future uh we got a future uh Will Zalatoris on our hand. This guy's smooth. It swing is smoother than uh, uh a slab of butter sliding down a warm <laughs> slab of flapjacks, dude. Uh all right, so anyways, back to what matters most: 55 mil. All right. I'll contact the agent. You get the financing. Let's set this up, man. If we don't buy Mark Wahlberg's home, what are we really doing in life? You know.
0: I wonder if we can at least like. Do we have to like show a bank account statement or something? Like, you know, some like you buying a used car, they'll like let you drive it for like a week or something. Maybe they'll let us stay in it for a night if we fake some documents. I mean, that'd be nice.
1: Why don't we just tell them that we'll have him uh, as a guest on the prestigious It's a Lock podcast? That right there should buy us at least like you know free month rental. Nice. I like right, send it. Send them a letter. Send them a letter. I'll get the I'll get the papyrus. You get the quill.
0: Love it. Love All right. it. All right. Mad Money Mike. That is gonna close out the rundown this week. We I do have a lock of the week, though. And i I'm gonna go first. See if you have one. I do season have one. three. Season three is not over, and that means that you still have a chance at the coveted fifty dollar prize, which is currently mine because i lead in the rankings let's see mm-hmm. where they're at i think i am i'm 12 and 12 you are 11 and 13 so hey so how
1: long how long does the season run
0: till like, we start nfl
1: dude that's um, what i'm talking yeah. so about we do that's have another like six months yeah. that is huge for me and that's huge for our listener by the time we get there i'll be like 50 and 13 dude we're <laughs> gonna be buying mark Wahlberg's house before we know it
0: all right well if you got a lot for the week memory mike i'll let you start off what is your lock of the week
1: i'll tell you what mm-hmm. i'll bet you the next three people i ask two of them will say that it looks like sugar right how much hundred dollars two hundred dollars <laughs> hey wait a second what are you doing you're not betting you know he's not supposed to bet come on jerry it's a lock kramer you've had this thing under control for almost three years now don't start again but it's a lock No. <laughs> well uh i made a uh, I made a joke just a second ago which was a uh which was a spoiler i have got Young Will Zalatoris this week in the Arnold Palmer invitational to make the top twenty at minus one oh five.
0: Nice. So he's playing in the Arnold Palmer. I, I checked it was not I, I didn't I didn't know he was, but that's great that he is. A lot of people aren't.
1: Well, if he doesn't, you should get your money back. Otherwise, I would recommend a handwritten letter to DraftKings.
0: Oh yeah, oh yeah, they'll give you money back. I'm, I'm just, I think it's great that he is. A lot of people are sitting out, you know, prepping for a Players Championship, but Will Zalatoris, I mean, he's a grinder. You gotta respect yes, that. Sir. So I love the bet. He won me a lot of money a while ago, so I'm a huge uh, Zalatoris fan. Also, all the uh, Happy Gilmore, Mr. Gilmore, your caddy, um, <laughs> all that goes along with that. So I'm, uh, I'm taking some NBA action um, tomorrow night. So you got to jump on this one. Utah Jazz are hosting the San Antonio Spurs. The Spurs are clearly tanking this year. They're 14th in the West. Meanwhile, the Jazz are right in the thick of it. They're 8th in the West. Um, They're also top five against the spread in the entire NBA this year. They're hitting about 60% clip. You throw that on top that uh, they need this and the Spurs need a loss. Um, They're only giving 9.5 points, so get it while it's still single digits. Give me the Utah Jazz, minus 9.5, versus the San Antonio Spurs. Nice. That is going to take us to our closeout segment diaper dad diaries man Buddy mike you want to kick us off
1: oh um yeah so well we just basically i think that you know the diaper dad diary we've had a lot going on we have uh somebody has lit a fuse under this girl my daughter has entered a new a new realm of life man it's like uh two and a half going on 16 over here um it is It is just wild like every day she's just I mean the amount of times that Elena and I are just like shooting each other looks at like what did she just say and that kind of stuff. Um, It's just like every day all throughout the day. So that has been kind of cute. Um, She is. uh, She's been doing this thing. Well, so anyway, let me just say the diaper dad diary first. We got a bunch of uh, we got a bunch of snow out here. Kind of it was like they called for a dusting and we got eight inches. So, you know. Yeah, and Portland has no snow removal infrastructure. So like, you know, the city gets shut down, like people are skiing through the streets and stuff. And uh, we borrowed a sled from our neighbors. We head to the park and we like do our first big sledding session. She was, you know, we went down with her. She went down a couple of times by herself. Um, So like the cutest thing, we got some great pictures and videos. So, uh, so yeah, you know, kind of her first, uh, you know, she would have been too young. You know before to do anything so the first time with her being like kind of old enough to really remember and really joy you know enjoy it we got in a bunch of uh sledding and some in some uh, some nice thick snow and you know all that kind of good stuff so that was pretty awesome man very cool experience That's the diet for dad diary of the week and uh nice. yeah man I
0: awesome that is freaking sweet to hear um kind of similar with like memories and stuff uh over here we uh over uh you know Mardi Gras you know President's Day weekend we took uh Kramer to Disney to Disney World down in Orlando. Um I don't know if he'll remember it. Uh you know he definitely uh had a good time while he was there, but the whole time all he wanted all he was talking about was how he wanted to hug um all the characters you know like Mickey and Donald and uh, <laughs> nice. Goofy and stuff. And so like we sit in these lines and it's like an hour wait. Um uh, but we finally you know, made it over there sat through the line and goofy's up first and so like you know it's like okay it's our turn it's like you know i you know, give uh, kramer a criminal a nudge and he just goes up and like the you know the goofy the, the character like didn't know it was going to happen but just like kramer just like put his arms out and it's like the like just like gave him a big old embrace and it was like the cutest thing i had ever seen like my heart melted <laughs> um but so nice. I, I got it on video um and like it made everything worthwhile dude like the massively overinflated ticket price like literally dealing with a hundred thousand people in a tiny park like there is it's wall-to-wall people everywhere um all the all the shenanigans that comes with all of those people being in there like anything you want to do takes forever uh, but just you know seeing that he hugged uh, goofy donald duck and mickey you know it wait like an hour each but the uh the hug itself and like you know the whole uh, minute ordeal each was uh was priceless. So it was uh it was pretty cool to see.
1: Dude, that is a, that is such a good that is such a good thing to hear, man. I just I have this like fear that like when that day comes and we do something like that, that you know at the end of it I'll be like, God, this was a disaster. But you know to hear that you had you got that special moment, you captured it on film and everything, it made it all worth it. Nah, it makes me happy for you, dude. That's a good one.
0: Yeah, by the end of the day it had been enough for everybody including Kramer cuz he did take a little bit of a nap but um there was just too much excitement and so like he had we gave him we got him a croissant trying to give him something to eat and uh at some point uh Chittum, like broke it in two to give him a piece and that was it he's like don't break <laughs> it and he just flipped out but luckily like daddy to the rescue I turned it around in the a you know, little piece of uh, parchment paper so it looked like it was whole again and uh saved the day so
1: oh, yeah good move dude there's uh, a <laughs> no no shortage of those kind of moments over here in uh in the old lake household either man it's like that i mean you know you know how it's obviously it's like it's that kind of stuff it's just like this one thing we've been a big thing that's been going on is uh, like she's been running music class you know, like once a week she goes to this music class, but she'll be do she does music class. We have this like little fake vacuum cleaner we bought her and she like pretend it's her guitar and she like sits in her little chair and she's like, guys, guys, that's how she like has been calling us guys, guys, it's music class. Come sit down for music class. And she's got this like fake uh or this vacuum cleaner that was it is. It's her little fake vacuum cleaner. She's strumming it like a guitar. And she like sings some of the songs, but like, you know, if you like sit in the wrong place or something, she'll be like, "You don't sit over there." <laughs> and it's like, "Oh my god!" And then you go to move, but you know, just like that kind of stuff.
0: Uh, uh,
1: and it's just always something. But it's, it's, oh it's, yeah, uh, you know, I mean, it's like that. You're you're getting the cute and the crazy at the same time with these kids. It's always it just feels like it's always like that. Yeah,
0: still looking for that uh, diaper Dad dire from D Gen Dad. And, uh, of course, like uh, like you said, my Money Mike, any loyal listener email, shoot us out. Uh, shoot us out. What you got? lockpodcast at gmail.com. My Money Mike, I think we hit the whole rundown. How do you want to close this out?
1: Yeah, as always, man, I appreciate you, Big Brent. I appreciate uh, Big Bet Brent. I appreciate our loyal listeners. And uh, it's just so nice and so refreshing to uh, to do the podcast outside of the stress-inducing football season. So I hope you know, man, I really enjoyed this more so than ever. We got a lot to look forward to again. Again, loyal listeners, make sure you tune in next week with uh, Mac Daddy Betts giving us the uh, college basketball intro that we all need. And as always, make sure you send us those loyal listener emails it's a lock podcast at gmail.com and follow us on Twitter at it's a lock podcast. And as always, my man, can't wait to do it again next time.
0: Well said. Could not have said it better myself. On behalf of Mad Money Mike, this is Big Bet Brent. It's a lock. Peace. That'll do it for this week's episode. Thanks for tuning in. On behalf of Mad Money Mike, this is Big Bet Brent saying so long and see you next week.